Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Through Nick and Thin. podcast where we watch every Nicolas Cage movie in chronological order so that you don't have to. I'm your host, my name is Steve. Joining me as always is the incomparable co-host, Hannah. Hannah, how are you doing this week? I want to be as excited as Nick should be for making this movie because it's his lifelong ambition to play yeah. Superman. Unfortunately, after watching this movie, <laughs> I have died a little inside. Yeah, well, we didn't particularly care for this week's movie, which is a movie titled Teen Titans Go to the Movies, Um, but we're not the target demographic. No, I was going to say, this movie was not meant for me. Yeah, no, this is very clearly a movie for toddlers, Mm -hmm. and we watched it in all of its glory, I guess. Uh, So we'll talk about it bit by bit. We're going to go through a little bit of background information. We're going to go through a little bit about the Teen Titans, the difference between the first Teen Titans show, the second Teen Titans show. And what Teen Titans are. Who the Teen Titans are. um, What they are. What they are, exactly. What they stand for. Um, What are their morals? Yeah. (laughs) We're going to do a real deep psychological. (laughs) Right. Real, real, real deep dive onto the Freudianism <laughs> of the Teen Titans. No, but uh, so before we get into all of that, of course, I'll do a very brief summary of this movie, which is that Nicolas Cage plays Superman, who is the he's Superman. Superman. He's just Superman. But he is usually there to save the day. But this time it is the Teen Titans who have to save the day, a group of teenage superheroes who are all trying to be taken seriously and therefore will earn themselves movie rights uh, in Hollywood in this week's movie that we watched, Teen Titans Go to the Movies. It was a tough one. That was probably a bad explanation, but we'll get into it. That explains it. All right. So do you want to start with some background? Sure. Great. Well, actually, no, you you should start because I didn't do it. I knew that you were interested in doing some research, at least on the difference between the original Teen Titans. And then we could talk about who, like you said, who the Teen Titans are. I'd prefer if if you speak on that and I can talk about like some production things and then some Nick Cage things. Yeah, absolutely. So as with the Ghost Rider movie, I am a huge superhero movie fan. I read a ton of comics growing up. I watched the original Teen Titans show growing up as well. So I'll talk a little bit about that. But oh, was that on Cartoon Network? It was on Cartoon Network, okay. yeah. So Which um, we don't get anymore. Yeah, right? We pay for cable and we don't get Cartoon Network, which used, feels like a crime. Yeah. Not I, that I would ever watch it. Although, don't, at, don't they have it. Adult Swim at night? Yeah, yeah I Yeah, I'd like to watch like Family Guy every now and then. Sure. I used to, I would go to bed. Before I would go to bed, I would watch Rick and Morty, which came on at 1030, and then Family Guy, which came on at 11. And that would be perfect. I don't get it. Why is that taken, like, excuse me, Xfinity? (laughs) If you're listening, Comcast. (laughs) Come give us Cartoon Network for free, please. Yeah, I don't want to pay for it. No, how dare you? (laughs) It probably has something to do with Warner Brothers. Because Warner Brothers, I believe, owns Cartoon Network. Yeah, they do. They produce this movie. Right. So anyway, the Teen Titans traditionally 
are five characters. Robin, as in Batman and Robin, who leads the group, has a bunch of gadgets and fighting No, uh, no eyeballs. <laughs> uh, well, he's drawn with his traditional Robin mask, which is just around his eyes, at least in the original cartoon and in the comics. He's okay. got the... No pupils. But his eyes are whited out, almost like Deadpool's eyes, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like they're dynamic and they move in the comics, mm -hmm. but there's no pupils in them because it's meant to be a mask, even though I see. it's really just CG or animation. Mm -hmm. So you've got Robin. You've got Cyborg, who is half man, half robot. Robot. You've shoots got, things out of his arms. He's got lasers, and he essentially can shapeshift into whatever he needs to be, as long as it's technological-based. Mm -hmm. He can turn himself into, like, a tank or a truck or something like that if got he it. needs to. Uh, you've got Starfire, who is similar to Superman, as in, I believe she's, like, the last of her kind of her, of her alien race. Mm -hmm. She can uh, fly, she's super strong, and she's got lasers that she shoots out of her hands. And I think sometimes her eyes, not 100% sure. You've got Beast Boy, who can, who's a little green man. So fucking annoying. <laughs> He's not always that annoying, but whoever voiced him. Yeah, well, we could talk about some of the voice actors in a minute as well. Oh, but can't wait. There's really nothing like scandalous about them, but but uh, some interesting choices, right? So Beast Boy, he's somewhat of a he's a smaller again. They're all teenagers. He's a small teen who he can shapeshift definitively into any animal that he can think of. But this also includes like mythological and prehistoric creatures. So he can turn himself into a Tyrannosaurus Rex or a mm -hmm. dragon or something as well. And they always end up green because he has green skin. And then finally, you've got Raven who has ambiguous demonic powers and Teleporting. involving portals and darkness and Raven. And she's usually the emo one of the group. So they all have She's different... It's like a sexy voice. It's very <laughs> odd. You call it sexy, but and I'm sure there are a lot of men my age who would say that. Yeah, like Raven was their first crush or yeah, something. Yeah, like they're... It's so they're, disgusting. Yeah, like they're into emo <laughs> chicks because of like like characters animated like Raven. Yeah. Especially because she's one of those characters who they animate without pants traditionally. Yeah, 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 yeah. so it's just one of... It's like underwear essentially and just mm -hmm. these long legs yeah <laughs> and it's it's, yeah. it's like a bodysuit yeah yeah so they're the teen titans um the characters and so what i really i think what i found interesting was that when i was a kid and, and an early teen i really liked the show called teen titans and i think one of the reasons that i really liked it is because later in the series after the second or third season they really started talking and diving into deeper themes. And one of the themes being that people like Starfire, who's an alien, or Cyborg, who's a cyborg, there are these themes of feeling, like, lonely, even though you're surrounded by family. Do you know what I mean? Or people being like, I'm different for some reason. Kind of like X-Men? Kind of like the X-Men, who are, who are also meant to represent, you know, a class of people who feel... Um, you know what's the repre some some type of prejudice against mm -hmm. against them, but it's it's more so about these people who feel different in some sort of way. You know, Beast Boy's green or Raven's yeah. this they emo person. They don't belong. The collective, right? And so they they really dive into those deep uh, those themes deeper in the mm -hmm. in the later seasons. Absolutely nothing deep about this film. No, we'll get into very we'll get into very that. surface level shallow. <laughs> yeah. And the original animation style was that of perhaps more of a traditional anime style where you know they're they're 
ah, it's hard to explain, but the really expressive eyes and it's it's not realistic, but it's more realistic than the movie we're gonna talk about. Uh, there's a there's actually a term for for this for this movie that we're gonna talk about. Hang on, flash animation. Wow, it's actually created with Adobe Flash software. Yeah, so that's the Teen Titans Go. So anyway, we originally had the the original TV series known as the Teen Titans. That's the one that I said I really liked. I thought it was really interesting and really captivating and um, just really well done. It won a few sort of smaller animation awards, the original series. Mm -hmm. Then there's some conflicting reports about why that series got canceled. Some say it's because uh, there was a, that Mattel bought the rights to DC toy company to like make DC toys. And they had previously used a different toy company and they like thought, Mm. That might be, and that might have something to do with it. There's some other people who say Mattel that... Mattel makes Barbies, right? Mattel makes... I think they do make Barbies, yeah, yeah. but they make a ton of toys. I, I assume Barbie is probably, like, their biggest... I think they also make Hot Wheels, so oh, okay. I, they're they're up there. They're, they're, they're a toy giant. Yeah. So... Uh, but there's other there's other claims that well they had always planned to do five original seasons they had always uh, or they pitched a sixth season and it wasn't accepted or there were new there were new people who came on board so anyway that original series got canceled and then a few years later they generated Teen Titans Go which is this flash animation where they don't look like human beings they look like the pop figures that you see on shelves like at at, at toy stores these days where they have these big, big heads, heads and little big eyes like kind of cute right and the difference but be- main difference between these seasons beyond the animation was that the previous series delved into these deep topics and the new series did no such thing the the old series they would often be out fighting supervillains and saving the day and saving the world or the town but the new series would be like they would explore how the five Teen Titans would interact when they spilled something on their costume and now they've got to do laundry all day. Or they're ordering <laughs> a pizza or something. At least that's what I've gained in my understanding from reading Wikipedia pages. Okay. So, again, they took a show where they... Incredible are, sources. Yeah. They took a show where they had planned to put these characters together for people between the ages of 9 and 14, people who maybe feel like they don't belong for some reason or another, and they turned it into a show for ages really like 4 to 8. Which, like, I don't really understand. Well, I don't know. Looking back, I guess it was probably strange that I would watch shows when I was a little kid about, like, teenagers. Yeah. I, I, you know? I, yeah, I get you. Like, As Told by Ginger. Right. I watched As Told by Ginger, too. I thought her brother was cool. He had, like, a lair. Come on. Every brother wants to have a lair. <laughs> but anyway, so that's my little bit on the Teen Titans. Um, I do think that there is a lot of cool stuff that the Teen Titans can do. And I don't think a lot of it was super well utilized in this movie, which mm-hmm. we can talk about. I, I, we don't have to, but... Um, Robin didn't do anything. He barely did anything. It was kind of annoying superman also didn't do anything and he's who we're here to talk about we're here to talk about superman so <laughs> yes a very very minor character in this so hopefully the rest of the podcast if if you felt that that dragged on a bit hopefully the rest of the podcast will be a lot quicker i thought okay <laughs> i'm sorry if it dragged on Jeez. anyway i'm done i thought that was sort of an interesting 
story yeah. and, and some conflicting reports about why it ended one way and started a new way. Mm-hmm. So I have always been curious about the go in it. Oh, so the go I think comes from some traditional Japanese like and anime manga thing. Is that how that's pronounced? Manga? Yeah, manga or manga is um like Japanese uh, comic books. But okay. so so no anime is Japanese cartoons we we i feel like we talked about this when I think we, we went through astro boy oh yeah go check out our astro boy episode <laughs> yeah, we talked this, a little bit about conversation. The, yeah yeah so uh so the go i believe comes from I, there are a couple of japanese shows where there are things like happy fun time go happy fun time crazy person jump around go like like they have these long names that mm-hmm. end in go exclamation point and so that's a very Japanese thing to do. Yeah. So I think they were using that anime. Tells, tells yeah. the viewer that it's going to be an action thing, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. So yeah, I, I do remember. Do you recall seeing commercials for this? I definitely oh, remember seeing commercials for this. And I remember Nicolas Cage's voice in the trailer. I don't know if I would have like put two and two together. It was quick. Yeah, in the trailer. Absolutely. So we should also just briefly note, we mentioned it a few episodes back, but Nicolas Cage was supposed to play Superman. Yeah, I'll talk about that. Go ahead. So Teen Titans go to the movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, because they want a movie made about them, as Mm -hmm. Steve mentioned in his very quick synopsis of the plot. Yeah. I mean, clever play on words. Well, Teen Titans go was also apparently very meta where they would break the fourth wall a lot. So the the plot of this movie, as I mentioned, is that all the other superheroes like Superman and Batman, they get movies. Yeah. And Wonder Woman has a movie now. So why don't the Teen Titans get a movie? So the whole movie is around. Oh, I mean, the, everything is super meta in this. Oh, yeah, they absolutely. They talk about the fact that they're the DC universe. And yeah. there's like a Marvel universe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, It kind of catches you off guard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So Teen Titans Go to the Movies came out in 2018. It has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb and a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes, 91. which is very different, the two of yeah. those ratings. 6.8 yeah. and 91, very different ratings. Yeah. I, 6.8. I'm so surprised because I feel like we've seen other movies where we thought their their Rotten Tomatoes should have been way higher. Where like I don't know why all of these movie critics are giving so much power to this movie, like I said, made for toddlers. Who cares yeah, what it's rated really as? I don't really understand. Yeah. It made a ton of money. So the mm. budget for this was $10 million and it made $52 million at nice. the box office. Yeah, makes sense. You know, I, and honestly, like I said, when we watched this movie, uh, not like I said a minute ago, but like I said to you in person, it is very geared towards kids like yeah. there's music there's, there's funny animation jokes. there's a lot of butt jokes <laughs> a lot of big butts on the screen a lot of music a lot we of... did not know this was a musical no unfortunately nick doesn't sing any. a musical yeah, yeah. That, oh amazing how incredible would that have been <sighs> would have been great if he had a song oh god just kill me michael now. bolton does we'll talk about that michael bolton song oh my god okay um so this is warner brothers first released flash animated feature film and mm. flash i looked it up earlier it's adobe flash i believe uh, hopefully i'm looking at the right thing mm-hmm. um which is just an adobe program if you're familiar with adobe the mm-hmm. software company so i guess it was the first time that they've used that animation style or i guess like that technology to animate okay and put out a, a film 
Um, and then it's also the first theatrically released hand-drawn animated film since Curious George in 2006 to not have been nominated for uh, for the Oscar Best Picture Award, Best wow. Animated Picture Award. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, understandably so. I mean, at very 90- specific. First theatrically released hand-drawn animated film. That is very specific. <laughs> but it is also very like Academy Awards where they love nominating things that are hand-drawn and took a lot of work regardless of the story yeah. unless it involves superheroes like and butts, and butts. yeah <laughs> it's like they don't yeah yeah so since curious george wow interesting and then some stuff about nick because Please. i didn't do a ton of research on the film itself okay um, which i think is fine but i have a really fun article to I, i'm just going to read some of the quotes from it because okay. i think that will be the best way for me to get through it but first Nick, as Steve mentioned, was originally cast as Superman in Superman Lives in 1998. So 20 years later, he got that retribution that he fully deserved. Um, The production of Superman Lives was canceled. It was going to be a Tim Burton Mm -hmm. experience. Yes. Um, Tim Burton coming off the back of directing a Batman movie. Yes. So he... Batman Forever. Right. uh, Well, the original Batman and then the Batman 2. I forget what that one was called. Dark something. Eh, Probably. (laughs) (laughs) So that was canceled, um, and he, you know, finally, 20 years later, got the opportunity to play Superman. Nick Cage is a huge fan of Superman. Big um, time. Like, that. I mean, he's a big comic book fan. We have, think we've talked about it before. He's purchased a lot of comic books that he definitely can't afford. Oh, yeah. Um, he has a huge collection that he's had to sell. He, I mean... Didn't he, he bought Action Comics number one, which is the first appearance of Superman, which can go for like upwards of a million dollars these days. He did. And And he lost it. it. Yeah, I was going to say it was either lost or stolen. He thought it was stolen. Oh, it might have been lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like in storage. Yeah. (laughs) He found it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, he got cast as Superman and he has a son named Mm -hmm. Cal L, which is Superman's Kryptonian name. Correct. Cal L made his first feature film or any film debut in this movie, Teen Titans Go to the Movies, as a young Bruce Wayne, a young Batman. Mm -hmm. And we obviously did not know because it's not like we know how Cal L sounds until we saw the credits and Steve paused and he goes, hat, hat, look. (laughs) And I was like, what? And then I saw it. I was like, oh my God, Cal L (laughs) Coppola Cage. I think he was credited as just Cal L. Cage. Cal L. Cage. Yeah. His legal name is Cal L. Coppola Cage. That sounds about right, though. (laughs) So he is the son of Nick Cage and Alice Kim Coppola. He, I think I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, in 2018, got a divorce from Alice Kim. Nick has said about this movie, he said that it wasn't the version that Tim Burton and I had in mind for Superman, but it was Mm. just plain fun. Yeah. It was terrific. It was just nice to be involved in something that my kid loves and that we got to do together. So I think that like, especially after the the divorce, which he did not handle very well. Yeah. um, He channeled all that energy into making Mandy, which was phenomenal, but also like terribly sad when you think about it. Oh, yeah. I guess like an opportunity to spend time with a family member in like a professional capacity probably meant a lot to Nick and also I'm sure to his son, like if he's really saying that 
Cal L was a fan of the series. Yeah. So Cal L was born in 2005, so that would have been what, like 13 when this oh, came wow. out. Oh wow, older than I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he sounded younger. I guess maybe he was yeah. putting on a little bit of a younger voice. He's he's a voice actor now. That's true. <laughs> I don't know if he's done any other voice acting. I don't believe he has. <laughs> but I I don't know if you've mentioned it yet or if you were going to. But anyway, there's a there's a really interesting documentary just about how movies are made. But it's called The Death of Superman Lives, and it's about it's a documentary about Superman Lives, why it got canceled, and it's really interesting just about how, again, the movie making process and how things can just get cut on a dime in Hollywood. So it's an interesting documentary. Check it out. And we talked about it in a previous episode. Right. So I read this article that is in The Guardian, and it's, I think, from a, a British interviewer, and she seems to be a very big fan of Nick Cage. Mm-hmm. She starts the article by saying, Nicolas Cage is the greatest American actor working today, full stop. Yikes. That's not so true. There's a bit of a bias there. Yeah, it's not true. And she kind of d- dives into that. She's like, of course, if you're only looking at like the cagey shit, then it's 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 difficult to look through that and see films like Leaving Las Vegas and Mandy and you know like the other productions. Yeah, and he's- I mean, for every Leaving Las Vegas, Mandy, Joe adaptation, there's a Deadfall and Vampires Kiss and Left Behind. Like there are some absolute trash movies. Yep. So he said that one of the questions that she asked him was about his son, Cal L. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said and he said, because of my son's name, I tell him there's no there's an online campaign now. Oh, she she told him this. She said, because of his son's name, I told Nick that there's an online campaign now to make him the next Superman. And he's <laughs> saying, Oh, I think my Superman days are long gone. Not sure why he didn't mention Teen Titans Go. Um mm. and then the interviewer said that he would make an amazing villain in it and his eyes light up and he said, oh, that would be great. I would make a great Lex Luthor. Oh, I don't think he would make a great <laughs> Lex Luthor because he'd do it very similar to how Jesse Eisenberg did Lex Luthor. He'd be a zany Lex Luthor and that's just not what you want. No. It's amazing how there are decades of comic book characters and their personalities work and they sell comics and then people go, no, we're going to change that for the movie. <laughs> like... It's, it blows my mind. Yep. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, like I think it probably meant a lot for him to be able to work with his son, especially when he's going through a divorce like this. And he was asked about his relationship with Alice Kim. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, it was a shocker for me. I definitely didn't see it coming. And then he talks about how he channeled those feelings into his performance in Mandy. Um, he said that he wants to stay friends with her. Mm. That she was quite young when they got married, and he doesn't have any ill will toward what happened. That's all I'll say, he said. Um, And then he said, and now it's like, wow, I'm 54 and I'm single again. I didn't see that coming. It's pretty grim. Yeah. So she asked if he could do Tinder. And he (laughs) said, no, definitely not. I'm not on social media, but everyone else is. So I'm like, well, what do I do? Uh So can you imagine all my single girlfriends? Yeah. (laughs) Raise your uh, age limit. Oh, no, he's married now. Oh, yeah. He just recently got remarried, just got married. remarried to another say, young in, Asian in woman. In 2018, yeah. if I could go back and tell all my single girlfriends to raise your age limit up to 54. Uh-huh. And in just Hollywood. Start sw- and like change your location to Vegas because he lives in oh, Vegas, lives in Vegas primarily. Okay. And just start swiping and see if you can find him. I love it. What I wonder if is- anyone has found him on like a dating app. I doubt Ooh, he ever downloaded it. I him. doubt it. I doubt it. He's Nicolas Cage. 
Yeah, he does doesn't he, he doesn't wants. need to. Yeah. Uh, a few more things, and then I'll read some more quotes from this article. So in the movie, he says, somebody save me in a line. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which I didn't think that you were going to write down because no. I don't believe that it was like screamed or said in any like sure. funny way. And that's a reference to the Smallville theme song, Save Me. Somebody save me. Yep, that one. That one. That is the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of really subtle references in this movie like yeah we'll, I, we'll get to we'll get to the one okay yeah save yeah, that yeah. One. okay we'll save that one but but just in the background of of like every scene there's something that you can see it and if you're a comic book fan or a superhero movie fan you'll be like oh that's clever mm-hmm. and that's the kind of things that i think they throw in there for the parents right because the kids are definitely watching it but the parents for have the to watch jokes. it with them yeah mm-hmm. but it's like all right, you can look past the butt jokes and be like, oh, that's clever. That's a nice little pun that only you as an adult realize. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and those were like the enjoyable parts of the movie. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'm going to read some quotes from this article just because they're really funny. Okay. So she said that Cage and I met on a sunny day in a restaurant in London. He's dressed formally in a gray suit and tie, but his face is friendly. He says, what's with all this sun? I was hoping for London fog and gloom, he says in his distinctive lilting voice. These days, Cage lives in, quote, well, the romantic way to put it would be the Mojave Desert, but the crude way of saying is, I live in Vegas. Oh, God. He moved there a decade ago for, he quietly admits, the rather crude reason of Nevada not having any state tax, which was, quote, helpful at the time. (laughs) Quote, unquote, quote, unquote. (laughs) Um, He has two chunky rings on his fingers. Oh, Jesus. A block of Tanzanite from Somerset, UK, and a tiger from Vegas. So he always has Glastonbury, which he owned a castle in, which he sold. Right. And Las Vegas with him at all times, he says, smiling fondly at his own hand. Oh, my God. What a guy. Do you know anybody who wears, like, giant rings like that? I feel like it's always someone's yeah. uncle or something is just, like, the guy with the big Some, ring. like, really Italian guy. Yeah, like, someone's Italian uncle. I mean, Nick is, Nick is Italian. Nick's an Italian uncle. <laughs> and then I'm going to end it here. Okay. Where she talks about the fact that he, his face is not a typical Hollywood face, mm. but elements of his face are made up of other actors over time. Like his oh. nose is a distinctive like actor from the 50s and his okay. eyes like are from this. And is it the, the, recently I've been asking my friends yeah. what... <laughs> era do you believe that your face is from right and i want to ask steve what era do you think nick cage's face is from i do recall a few years ago seeing a picture of like a man from the 1700s or 1800s or something and it looked like nick and it was on the internet and they were like he's a vampire Mm. Ooh, yeah he's very there are certain years of his life where he is very Nosferatu looking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would say he's definitely like 50s or before at the latest. Oh, I I think way prior to that. <laughs> I, I, once you get before the 50s, I can't, I can't point out specific decades and, and how people looked eras. in different decades. Yeah, He's not like caveman era. No. He does play a caveman in The Croods. When was... Which, by the way, this is his fifth animated movie. Oh, God. (laughs) He's very, like, Black Plague era. Okay, yeah. He looks like Nosferatu, (laughs) so that's 1922. 
I think I think before. Okay. Yeah, but Nosferatu, it, like that movie came out or whatever. Like the character was from 1922, but like his character characters from like the 1500s or the 1300s oh, yeah, or something. I yeah. I think he's very like yeah, the bubonic plague. Oh, bubonic plague. <laughs> We're going there, huh? Like he definitely would have had the bubonic plague. Like he would have been patient zero. Oh. Really? And spread it about. Jesus. <laughs> You're making a lot of assumptions about this guy. Based on his face. Based on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a photo of like <laughs> you know, do not let this man in. Uh-huh. Just his face. Cause he has he has the black death. <laughs> okay. Like, I, don't, I don't know where you're going. I don't think I've ever really fully been on board with the whole what era do you think your face is yeah, from? Yeah, which is like disappointing. I don't I know ask how to you, answer it. I our listeners what era, like d- be discerning of your own face. What era do you think it's from? Because most of us don't have very modern features. I don't know what modern features even looks like. You don't have them. Okay, great. Neither do I. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> then I have no frame of reference because you're the only face I've seen. I'm for... very Victorian. <laughs> okay. Or I'm very, I would be like, (laughs) I would be. Yeah, you would be. Um, Someone would definitely think I'm a witch in like. Oh, in like the 1600s, like like the 1360s or whatever it was. Yeah. In like the witch hunt era. Yeah, yeah. Great. Not 1360s, 1630s. Yikes. Um, but, but the DC, uh, cinematic universe, let's get into it. (laughs) All right. So we'll go through the movie Nick Cage scene by Nick Cage scene as we usually do. There aren't very many because as I said, he play, or as we've said several times now, he plays Superman. He doesn't play one of the Teen Titans. Thank God. Because it would be very strange. It would be brutal. Oh my God. It'd be brutal to have to go through it. But the Teen Titans Go series and this movie, this Teen Titans Go to the Movies, they use all of the same voice actors as the original Teen Titans series. Um, So it was pretty familiar in that regard to me. But anyway, Mm -hmm. speaking of voice actors, this movie has a plethora of cameos. Uh, Let me see. I wrote down a few here. Halsey plays Wonder Woman. Uh, Obviously, Nick Cage plays Superman. Um, Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel Kimmel plays Batman. Batman. Cal-El Cage plays young Batman. Yeah. Lil Yachty plays the Green Lantern? <laughs> Hello. All right, Lil Yachty. Uh, Will Arnett is a producer. He plays the main antagonist. Uh, Wasn't he in the Batman... Something with Batman? Will he? Arnett? Didn't he play oh, Batman in Will, something? Yeah, Will Arnett voiced Batman in Lego Batman movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, good pull. Good, good pull. I, I, I didn't even think of that. I read it, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you just knew that. I was about to be very impressed. I did remember it, though. Okay. So, as I mentioned... <laughs> Lil Yachty. <laughs> Lil Yachty. <laughs> Let's talk about Lil Yachty. He has two lines. We don't have to talk about it. But, so, the Teen Titans are trying to be taken seriously. So, they start the movie by trying to stop a large balloon-like villain uh, from stealing a whole bunch of money and safes and things. Who originally was going to be voiced by James Corden, and he oh. backed out. Oh, interesting. Well, it's not James Corden. It's just somebody doing like a Superman. Uh, and so they try to stop him with a fun little rap about who the Teen Titans are, 
And while they're busy rapping, the real the real heroes come in: Batman, Superman, Lil Yachty. Wonder Woman, and Lil Yachty. <laughs> they come in and actually save the day. And Nicolas Cage and the Teen Titans have a conversation, which I might as well just insert here. Sorry, Justice League, you're too late. Our song was so sick, it took down Balloon Man. Sure it did. Since you came all this way, you guys want to hang? Yeah, well, we'd love to, but we gotta get the Batman's movie premiere. <sighs> it's always been my dream to have my own movie. Well, it is important to have dreams, I guess. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, they only make movies about real heroes. I am a real hero. I even have my own superhero team. You guys are goofsters. You know, with the farts. Always cracking your jokes. You mean people think we're jokes? Why do you think there's never been a movie made about you? Well, has there been a movie about you? So many. And more to come. It took a while, but yeah, I have my own now. There was a Green Lantern movie, but we don't we don't talk about that. Problem is, you guys are never actually doing anything heroic. Man, please, that ain't true. What about that time we discovered that sweet diner and they had that food? That wasn't even a crime, and you didn't save anything. This guy thinks we didn't save anything. We saved room for design. <laughs> Titans, if you keep playing the fool, you'll never be seen as real heroes, only as jokes. Got it! Somebody save me. Anyway, we gotta get going. Ta-ta! Goofsters. <laughs> so the goofsters thing comes up goofsters. a few times. Uh, I don't think I there's any real I wonder if that is in, there, like, the Teen Titans Go series. If they're called is. goofsters a lot. Because yeah. that felt like something that is pulled from previous like something previous yeah it seems out of place with the rest of the dialogue yeah. like goofsters is such a specific word <laughs> and they don't really do i don't know they do a lot of weird shit in this movie but i i don't know so those heroes leave because they're going to the premiere of the new batman movie those main villain those main heroes are going to this this movie premiere so the teen titans go oh well you're robin you should be invited to that and they go to the movie premiere they are actually not invited they get in through portals that raven creates so they get into the movie premiere uh where they show a bunch of trailers and the trailers are all like batman's number one sidekick coming next fall the movie is and robin's going like oh it's me but actually it's the, a movie about the batmobile movie it's about the utility belt a movie about the utility belt a movie, movie about alfred about alfred which is funny because they actually made a tv show about alfred and i don't think it was very good oh. it sounds bad <laughs> sounds boring exactly <laughs> Uh, there is actually a a movie poster in the movie theater for Batman versus Superman, and they call it Yawn of Justice, which is amazing to me because if you've seen Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, the real movie, it was so boring. Kind of like how much I'm boring Hannah right now with all of this talk about superhero <laughs> movies, but they called it Yawn of Justice. It's amazing. It's very funny. It's very funny to me. There's a there's a lot of talk about the challengers of the unknown. <laughs> Who are these like low? They are. They're low rent superheroes, but are they real? Yeah, yeah. And they're. I don't know if they were just for this movie. Well, they were created by Jack Kirby, who's one of the head guys creators at Marvel, who would go on to be one of the head creators at Marvel. And there's a lot of talk about how they ended up like all of the themes of that comic ended up being what turned into the Fantastic Four. 
So there's like a little bit of like, ooh, did they steal those characters and stuff? But anyway, so those movies are, of course, not about Robin. Robin gets upset, but, you know, he makes a big he makes a big scene and Nicolas Cage shouts. Like everybody's like laughing at him and they're all and he's oh, he's just a sidekick. <laughs> so Robin and the rest of the Teen Titans decide to just go to the movie studios and demand that they make a movie about them. They stumble across Batman versus Superman 2, I guess, where Batman and Superman are squaring off against each other. And uh, they end their fight by going, What's your mother's name? Martha. My mommy's name is Martha, too. Wait, what's your father's name? Jonathan? Fine, Thomas. And then they start fighting again. So that's funny because at the end of Batman vs. Superman, the real movie with actual human beings, they stopped fighting because they realized that Batman and Superman had the the same same mom's name. Yeah. And if I didn't have you there to tell me that, Mm -hmm. I would not have gotten that. If I were a child, I would have found the colors to be fun exactly but as an adult watching it i'm like well i don't know what i don't understand well and also like (laughs) children would probably find it funny that they stopped fighting when they learned their mother's names and then started fighting again when they learned their father's names which is make again makes fun of batman versus superman because that movie genuinely ended (laughs) with them learning their mother's names which is something a child would find funny yeah that's what i took away from that scene Wow. Yeah. So deep. So you mentioned that you wanted to talk about this next scene where they realize that the Teen Titans realize that they cannot get a movie made about them because there's too many other more important superheroes. So I don't want to talk about the scene. I just want to talk about the song. Right. So so they decide that, well, we have to get rid of the other superheroes. We have to go back in time and stop them from becoming superheroes before they become superheroes Mm -hmm. and that's where they go back in time and they see a young bruce wayne who is voiced by cal Cal cage Cage. so they stop him from his parents dying and and therefore he never becomes batman uh i also wrote down do you think that nick cage did the voice of baby superman what did he say just like a goo goo gaga stuff do you think nicholas could no no (laughs) maybe cal did oh maybe maybe so while they're traveling back cage is above that i guess (laughs) While they're traveling back in time, they sing a song with Michael Bolton, who is a bear. What is he? A bear? He's a bear. He's a bear. And the song is about, you know, not getting yourself down and being upbeat. Upbeat, upbeat. The only song from the movie I remember. Upbeat, upbeat. So the song ends where the Teen Titans are driving down the road and and there's this bear on a on a rainbow and with a guitar and they run over the bear uh-huh. voiced by michael bolton yeah they turn around look at the dead bear in the road who is you know has complex thoughts and feelings can write a song and cyborg grabs his head and goes oh my god i think his dad is a cop run what 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 is that? His it's, dad, like the bear's the dad, bear's is a dad. cop. That's hilarious that's to me that's as an adult. That's wildly reckless, like it's for this so teen reckless. movie. It's so teen reckless. In this child movie. It's insane. So, through the villainous acts of Will Arnett, who voices the villain, 
uh, he essentially cons Robin into making his own movie or making a Teen Titans movie. And so they're like, we're going to make a movie, but don't do any shenanigans. And so, of course, Goofsters. the Teen Titans are goofsters, so they have to do shenanigans. And they stumble across Superman, who's guarding like a movie studio. They're like, we want to get in there and do shenanigans, but Superman's in the way. How are we going to get past him? So, <laughs> so they prank call Superman and pretend to be Lois Lane. Hello? Superman, it's me, your girlfriend, <laughs> Lois Lane. Well, hello, Lois. How are you, my sweet little dewdrop? <laughs> How am I? I'm terrible. You gotta save me from Gene Hackman's real estate scheme. Ah! Oh my goodness, no. That that sounds terrible. In the original Superman movies, like Christopher Reeve's Superman movies, Gene Hackman plays Lex Luthor, and his whole villainous plot is to just buy land. Like, it's really bad. <laughs> and so, like, it's amazing to me that they were like, Help Superman, help me, help save me from Gene Hackman's real estate, uh, real estate scheme. scheme. Like, that's hysterical to and me. It's really funny. Um, and so he screams, I'm coming, Lois! He comes back, Superman comes back after realizing that Lois is, in fact, not in danger, mm-hmm. and confronts the Teen Titans. I knew you were goosters, but using Lois and now this, it's too much. I don't know why you're working with Jade, but one way or another, we're destroying that device. <laughs> stop it. How are you going to get past me? Who then try to stop Superman by throwing a whole bunch of kryptonite at him, where Superman essentially dies. Yeah. Because that's, like, his you one weakness. Full-on has, like, a seizure. Is it, They animate him, like, having a seizure. <laughs> Absolutely. He calls them goofsters again, of course. Before he, like, essentially dies. I wrote, they murder him, question mark? <laughs> but then Robin, seeing what the rest of the Teen Titans are doing, he comes in from another room or something, and he's like, oh, my God, you killed Superman. He's a national treasure. <laughs> like, really obvious. But, again, very funny to us yeah. as adults, yeah. So, again, the villain is trying to essentially make this Robin movie and invite all of the heroes so that everybody will see the Robin movie. But the, it's not a Robin movie. It's actually just a mind-control device that when you watch the screen, it's a mind-control device. How many things like this have I seen in my life? Like, exactly. Just a million. Yeah, millions. So, Robin... Is that fa- like Plankton's whole deal? Yeah, it's also the whole deal of, like, the villain from The Incredibles, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... And Plankton. Yeah, Plankton always he's always got schemes, uh, mostly real estate schemes. Him and Gene Hackman <laughs> Gene. working together under the sea, but but so Robin figures all this out. They put they restrain Robin, and so they have the Robin movie premiere, and they say, you know, Robin can't be here because he has explosive diarrhea. Butt jokes. Butt jokes. Robin shows up to the <laughs> Robin shows up or, or he he infiltrates the screen or something and Nicolas Cage drops the following line. <laughs> wow, fighting through explosive diarrhea. What a champ. Amazing. Yeah. So glad he was the one that got to say that. Yeah, so the Teen Titans know not to look at the screen. However, all of the other heroes look at the screen. So now the Teen Titans got to fight off all the other heroes. They got to fight off a large uh, robot. They got to use teamwork. They got to get together. They use songs. And then, of course, the Teen Titans win. They trap all of the heroes in a portal until the mind washer, the brainwashing is over. And uh, the Teen Titans win. They beat the villain. And Nicolas Cage goes, Hey, I guess you weren't such goopsters after all. 
And then my second page of notes just says, oh my God, Kal-El Cage was in this because it's in the credits. <laughs> and that's it. And we went a little bit longer this episode than usual, I think, because I dragged on about superhero mm, stuff in the sorry. beginning. I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I also dragged on in the beginning <laughs> about all right. faces and different eras. So the original voice of the villain in the original cartoon was Ron Perlman, by the way actor ron perlman do you oh, know yeah, I do from know sons of anarchy yeah. yeah yeah so they've had good voice actors slade, slade. yeah so slade wilson is the name of deathstroke a comic book character and wade wilson is deadpool is deadpool uh who's who's in the marvel spoof. version yeah he's, he's meant to be like a spoof of deathstroke yep so there's a big point in teen titans go to the movies where Everybody really dramatically says the name Slade. And it's like... It's not funny. It's not funny at all. It's just not they funny. They do it. It drags on. You liked one joke where Slade was talking about how he'll be able to mind control everybody. And he was like, I can change governments on a whim. I could blow up half the planet if I wanted to. And if I need someone to pick me up from the airport, they'll just have to do it because I can mind control them. <laughs> and you, you like laughed out loud at that one. I was like, all right, we got hand on something. Yeah, I liked that one. Yeah. It's like the stakes kept getting lower. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so that's going to do it for, for my recap of the movie through the lens of Nicolas Cage. Any other closing thoughts, Han? No, I'm very grateful that the next animated movie is one that i actually like and then i don't believe knock on wood that he has made any other ones in the last few years yeah not not yet oh the croods too oh my yep. god Ooh. oh my god oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i don't like animated yep That's i think a I, me problem oh yeah i, I have a, a friend of mine who i think i mentioned when during our croods <laughs> episode he likes really weird sort of uh avant-garde movies i think and he said i would not call the croods avant-garde. no but he likes all kinds of movies is what i'm trying to say okay and he watched the croods too and texted me and said that was one of the worst movies i've ever seen (laughs) just oh yeah we'll we'll get through it together yep through nick and finn baby oh through through so much nick so, Han, let's get going on some Nicolas Cage awards for this movie. Best Supporting Actor. Cal L. Cage. Cal L. Cage over Lil Yachty. Over Lil Yachty. <laughs> Close second. Yeah. Um, T- a tie. Best Dressed. I mean, he's only animated he's, as Superman. Yeah, he's Superman. Okay. Which is exciting for him. Yeah. Uh, well, wor- worst Nick Cage scene. Probably the one that he gets murdered. <laughs> <laughs> uh the best nick cage scene that first one was pretty like had a it was pretty the goofsters involved. one yeah, yeah. i like the lois lane one. Oh yeah that's funny when he gets his prank yeah. call yeah. or is that the same scene as the crypt like when he dies of kryptonite <laughs> i mean that's why he comes back is because yeah. he really yeah so they're not really the same scene okay great that <laughs> okay <laughs> uh best nick cage scream he doesn't really scream he it's it's more it's animated so it's like doesn't he say you're not a real hero or he's just a sidekick he's just a sidekick is one uh what what was the other one oh he at one point gets in on the slade Mm. uh there's probably others but yeah you're just a sidekick yeah i think that's probably the most oh like the other one would be like i'm coming lois Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Great. 
And then the most nouveau shamanic moment. Or... Um, goofsters. Just the using of the phrase goofsters. I, it sounds like something that he would come up with. It does, doesn't, doesn't it? it? It does. It truly does. I feel like he's probably said it before, like in Peggy Sue or something. Probably. When he plays like one of those nerdy ass characters. Also, like why, why make Superman so dweeby in this? Superman is supposed to be, like, Clark Kent is supposed to be a bit of a nerd. Yeah, but not as Superman. No, that's true. Yeah, he's never Clark Kent. He's always Superman in this yeah. movie. Yeah. Hmm. You kind of forget that he has another identity in this. Right. Well, that apparently was part of the original creation of the Teen Titans, was that they never reveal, like, their secret identities or something, because they mm. thought that that would be too complicated for kids to wrap their minds around. I think what's more complicated for kids to wrap their minds around is that there's just superheroes that don't have, like, a normal lives. Or that there are, well, but there's, but they have parallels to what people feel in their real lives. But I think what's more complicated is all of the complicated, like, analogies and things like he's a national treasure or Gene Hackman's <laughs> real estate scheme. But I mean, they would never yeah, think, pick up on that. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, they would hear your mother's name is Barbara and just think Martha. that's funny, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and just think that's funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Not draw the parallel between that and the Batman movie. No, of course not. Yeah. <laughs> so I can tell you hated this movie, of course. I, I mean, it, was, it, it wasn't as bad as the okay. Ampoli. Okay. Well, that's going to help us when it comes to ranking the Anne bully and astro boy are right next to each other and they're at 77 and where's 78. g-force Ooh, g-force that's that's a good one Ooh, that is much higher than i expected g-force is at 49 okay where's the crudes the crudes is 36 okay no i'd put it around g-force it made a similar amount of sense as g-force okay that's fair above or below g-force like, like better or worse than G-Force? Worse. worse than G-Force. We'll go down from there. We've got Guarding Test, The Cotton Club, oh and Peggy Sue. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, just right after G-Force. Right after G-Force. That's going to put it at number 50 out of around 90 or so. Uh, I don't know. That seems high for this. Like I said, I'm sure that kids love this movie. Yeah, and this is, I mean, we're ranking based upon his performance. Yeah. And he was... I don't know, fine. I mean, I think it's cool that he got to play Superman. I agree. So because of that, I will rank it higher or lower, whatever whatever direction you want to call that, sure. than it deserves. Okay, good. I'm hmm. doing that for... I did... Nick, Don't I know me. you're listening, uh-huh. and I did that for you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. All right, so next weekend, we are watching a movie called Between Worlds. Never heard of it. Don't know anything about it. Not it's, a clue. It's got a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it 2018? Uh, still 2018, yes. Oh, my God. How many is that? I think he does seven like, or eight. Oh, my God. Sorry, yeah. that was visceral. <laughs> we This will make... Uh, one, two, three, four. How this will make have, our fifth 2018 movie. How did he have time in 2017 to film all of those? Because I am sure that for a movie like Between Worlds, he just showed up on the day. <laughs> same with the, same with. Well, same with Teen this. Titans. Yeah, he just recorded his lines in like a day, probably. Yeah, and then probably like escorted his son. Yeah. To the studio. Yeah. Wow. All right, that's gonna do it. Can't wait for next time. 
Between worlds. Between worlds. And just remember, we always will be here for you through Nick and Thin. Thanks for listening, guys. Take care. Now.